Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hello, welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. I know I am a day late, but I'm here now. <laughs> so my brain has been just a bit scattered and I feel like this podcast is about to be as well. <laughs> just a very, very difficult week focusing for some reason. So my apologies. It is what it is. We can't sweat the small stuff, right? Anyway, I hope that you are all super and enjoying this day or evening, depending on where you are in the world. I want to give you guys an amazing tip. <laughs> if you've been with me long enough, you know about the 10,000 steps. This is what you can do. And it gets the numbers up quick. Okay. <laughs> You're going to put some really good headphones on, blast some really good music, and jam out and just dance around your house. And it does two things. It gets those 10,000 steps in real quick, and <laughs> you feel amazing afterwards. Honestly, this is like my new thing that I do every night now. It's kind of like cardio, I guess, you know, so give it a whirl. I know that you guys are probably really excited to try that tonight. <laughs> I can just imagine, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just sharing just in case some of you might be into the dance thing. Who knows? Anyways, we can easily get stuck in the complexities of life. Right. I mean, life can be very constricting. It's very structured. It's very conditioned. And this way of living alone can cause great depression in people. Think about it. We have to, to be a certain way. We have to look a certain way. We have to feel a certain way. We have to believe in a certain way. We have to be a certain color, live a certain lifestyle believe a certain religion in order to be or feel accepted. And most people are trying to, to be something they know they don't want to be or do or believe. But they're too afraid of going against what's expected of them. And we tend to gaslight ourselves the mind actually gaslights our true feelings. But if you can tap into the multi-dimensions of life, the multi-faceted self, and all the capabilities that we have as spiritual beings, this is when we're really able to open ourselves up to a whole new reality 
Most people look at life through a linear scope. You have more internal power than you might think. Remember fear and sadness, all of those emotions, everything. It's just energy and it can easily move. We just have to get out of its way. Just like all energy. That's all we really are. Is a sea of electrons vibrating in a circular pattern just at different frequencies. And when you become an explorer of all the parts of your existence in all the hidden corners of your infinite space, when you really open your spiritual eyes to the bigger picture, the world is so beautifully abstract. Is it ever? It's not at all what it seems. The majority of people set limits in their thinking process. And this is exactly where the troubles start to begin. That constricted thinking. But I feel this is all changing as we speak right here, right now. The awakening of Earth And as this shift continues over the next 50 to 100 years, the new children of the earth will have a completely different reality. And these children will live way more consciously than we could ever imagine. They're going to enter the world so conscious. And these children are also going to be way more intelligent than we have ever been. That is if the robots don't come after us. (laughs) I don't know about those robots. My point here is that the mind is endless. Our consciousness is endless. There is no ceiling. These dimensions within us are infinite. Our mind can never run out of storage space in this lifetime. And since this is true, why, why do we put the limits on ourselves that we do, acting as if there is a ceiling there when there's not? You know, we create a lot of our own unnecessary suffering because of the chokehold that we place on ourselves. We cling, we grasp so hard to things, ideas, thoughts, religions, beliefs, people, energy. And this is the very thing, a major reason that depression happens in the first place. And then we hit that glass ceiling, feeling like we can't escape, we can't change due to maybe the judgment of others or whatever. And that makes us feel trapped. But what would happen if you embody the expansiveness of the mind, of your consciousness? Stop telling yourself that story that's causing the sadness in your life. That sadness that you're hiding from the world. That story 
that's making you hit that ceiling? What would happen if you were able to recreate a whole new reality? Depression, whether it's conscious or not, this is the very thing that's interrupting the fulfillment in your life. If you're dealing with depression, I challenge you to change that narrative to your story. Just allow that new story to unfold just as nature does. Let go. Even if you feel frightened or anxious. And know that the universe has your back. But not without your trust. We must find trust through the heart. And never be afraid of the unknown. Okay, now we are finally going to get into tonight's topic, but before we do, (laughs) I would really like to just tune into our hearts really quickly for one minute, if that. So if you can, close your eyes and just, let's just sigh. Pull all of your energy back into your heart and all of your being. Acknowledge the body and all of your organs operating efficiently. Let's take a deep breath of gratitude. And as you do this, I want you to see yourself pulling in a white light through your heart center as you breathe in. And as you do that, hold your breath, feeling that warm light, that warm light of love throughout. And now release. Now you can either say out loud or to yourself, Life is here as a teacher for my soul and all the things that are meant for my evolution will flow to me with ease and comfort. I now let go and fully trust in the universe, source, or God for my well-being. And that's it. Thanks for joining me for that. Okay, so so tonight we're going to cover what depression is, signs of hidden depression, which is basically high-functioning depression, what causes it, reasons why we hide it, its effects on our health, and finally how to overcome this. Okay, now depression, I believe this is a topic that's imperative to speak about because so many people hide it. And sometimes it hides from us. (laughs) It can be very sneaky and you might not even realize that you're suffering from either mild depression or an extreme case. And we see it all over the internet, right? 
these beautiful photos of these individuals, you know, putting their best selves out there, this so-called perfect life. And they do this to project an image to other people. Meanwhile, on the inside, they're not all of them, but some may feel sadness. They feel like something is missing, a void, a daily struggle of loneliness, and maybe even a sense of hopelessness. And we live in a world of masks. When it comes to high-functioning depression in people, they become experts at hiding what they feel, at keeping their feelings under wrap. And they do this by staying very busy, staying in a busy lifestyle, always doing. And as I mentioned earlier, its presence may be unconscious. But when we lie in bed at night, when there's complete silence, this is when we really feel it, or right before we wake up in the morning, before the noise of the world starts. We know deep down, depressive thoughts can be very, very deceptive. It tells us that we're useless, that no one cares about us, that we're alone, that we don't matter. Even though deep down, we know that none of that is true. And depression can also turn us into liars. We may lie to others because maybe we're concerned our family or partner won't understand. We may lie about how we're really feeling inside. Or we're afraid that admitting our true feelings would make us seem selfish. We might feel guilty because logically we may be in a happy environment, in a happy place but we're not so much emotionally happy. It might look good on the surface to a lot of different people, but the subconscious feels bound, feeling like it doesn't have the freedom to make certain decisions or choices. And people sacrifice themselves all the time to save face or whatever. The environment might be happy, but again, that soul is longing for expansion and growth. But then they rationalize and push those soul tugs aside. Think about a buoy in the water. Try pushing that down. There's going to be so much resistance. And regardless of what we do, it's going to merge back up to the surface. While we're holding it down, we get tired and tension starts to build up. And this is very similar to depression. Depression means we are pressing shit down inside. But it's always going to resurface until we deal with it. Depression, sometimes known as clinical depression or maybe severe depressive disorder, 
is a common but serious mood disorder. You know, it creates severe symptoms that can impact maybe how you feel, how you think or cope with everyday tasks from sleeping to eating to working. Dysthymia is referred to as the high functioning depression. High functioning depression is the term to describe a kind of depression that isn't as severe to be recognized as maybe a clinical depression. Sometimes depression such as poor mood or motivation may be present in someone with functional depression. But nevertheless, regardless, a high functioning depression is moving through life and just hiding it. You're good at still moving. You're not laying in bed all day long as someone with, you know, major depression would be. Depression affects 250 million individuals worldwide. So first, let's just quickly mention that despite the fact that women are twice as likely as men to be diagnosed with depression, men are much more likely than women to commit suicide and are far less likely to seek professional care. So on average, there's 130 suicides per day here in the United States. And in 2020, men died by suicide almost four times more than women. There's a variety of causes that contribute to the lower levels of data when it comes to depression diagnosis. Many men are very challenged when it comes to expressing their emotional language. They may downplay their symptoms or their signs of depression. They may deny depression and they might feel embarrassed and they might feel exposed and weak in front of a doctor. You know, those masculine values such as the emphasis on strength and self-sufficiency, maybe emotional stability might prevent a man from getting the help they need. Or, you know, also, again, they don't want their family members to know. Nonetheless, this can cause intense harm to the body. Some types of depression are somewhat different from others. And they can be due to some unusual conditions such as maybe seasonal affective disorder. There's minor depression. There's bipolar disorder. There's psychotic depression. There's persistent depressive disorder. Major depression. You know, these are just a few. First, I want to I wanna cover some of the main signs and symptoms of depression. Then we're going to cover the hidden signs that you may not recognize in yourself. So there's nine universal signs and symptoms of depression in, in both men and women. And for a person to be labeled as depressed, they must exhibit at least five of the following symptoms. We have mood swings, having a bad day almost every day. There may be a decrease in pleasurable activities through day-to-day activities. So, you know, just not doing the fun things that you're used to doing. 
appetite changes. You can either eat more and gain a bunch of weight or you can eat less and lose a bunch of weight. Disruption of sleep. Either you're getting too much sleep or too little sleep. Anxiety is another big one that can cause you to move more slowly. Really not having enough stamina. Feeling exhausted every day. Another one is guilt, shame, or worthlessness. These are felt to be very high when dealing with depression. Another one is having a hard time maybe focusing and making decisions. And another one is repeated thoughts of death, suicide, or desire to die. Now, men who are depressed, they might exhibit some of the following symptoms in addition to some of the ones that I just listed above. They may be more prone to blaming others for their personal problems. They may feel trapped, controlling an abusive behavior, chronic irritability, risk-taking and maybe impulsiveness, workaholism, drinking too much or abusing other substances. There's aggressive and arrogant behavior as well. So as you can see, depression in men doesn't always present itself in the form of the nine most frequent ones that I had originally listed. So a healthcare provider may misdiagnose someone or fail to notice these symptoms of depression in men. Now I want to share some interesting behaviors that could indicate that maybe you're hiding depression whether you know it or not. I came across a book from Dr. Margaret Rutherford. She's a psychologist and the author of a book called Perfectly Hidden Depression. So what I'm going to do is share 10 of the main characteristics of hidden depression from her book. The first one listed is that you're highly perfectionistic with a constant critical inner voice of intense shame. Number two, you demonstrate a heightened or excessive sense of responsibility. Number three, you have difficulty accepting or expressing painful emotions. Number four, you worry a great deal and avoid situations where control isn't possible. Number five, you intensely focus on tasks, using accomplishment as a way to feel valuable. Number six, you have an active or sincere concern about the well-being of others while allowing few, if any, into your inner world. Number seven, you discount or dismiss hurt or abuse from the past or the present. Number eight, you have accompanying mental health issues involving maybe control or escape from anxiety. Number nine, you hold a strong belief in counting your blessings as a foundation of well-being. Number 10, you have emotional difficulty in personal relationships but demonstrate significant professional success. So, do any of these sound familiar to you? 
Here are some other important factors that can contribute to high functioning depression. They're very similar to the ones that I've already listed, but I'll, I'll mention them here. Physical health problems are very common. Expectations at work or school are quite high. Financial restrictions that might prevent you from achieving your objectives or aspirations. People who are exposed to violence or neglect or abuse, poverty, may be more likely to become depressed. Again, obviously abuse of drugs and alcohol, changes in certain chemicals in the brain. And in general, people with low self-esteem who are maybe easily overwhelmed by stress or who are pessimistic are more likely to, to have depression, maybe unhappy circumstances and relationships with family, friends, or partners. Isolation. Age plays a part too. As you get older, it can start to become depressing for some people. So what are some of the strategies that could help us get out of this depressed rut? Well, remember some of the things that I mentioned in the very beginning of this podcast. You know, try not to use your story as an excuse and try something different. Go somewhere quiet and ask yourself, what's one thing that's making you feel this way? And bring a journal and write, why is it making me feel this way? and find a strategy for finding a healthy solution. Or ask yourself what you're doing wrong in your life, what you're running from, what are you truly afraid of and why are you afraid of it? What does that look like for you? And the more honest that you can get with yourself, the unmasking of yourself it will bring you more confidence to be honest with other people. And it can be uncomfortable as hell, yes, but an extremely necessary process. And the moment that you're really ready for honesty, that's when it'll show up. And we have two minds in a way, don't we? or two voices, however you want to look at it. We have a doubting mind and a supportive mind. And whatever you're giving more attention to is what you're going to experience in your reality, no? Of course, if you're always falling victim to the doubtful mind, you'll continue to feel depressed. But if you focus on the more supportive mind, you'll begin to see a whole new reality of experiences in life. Remember, what you focus on is what you're going to experience. Eating a healthy diet when you have depression really matters. You know, you want to stay clear of sugary processed foods. Foods that are going to fluctuate your blood sugar and energy levels. And some people do notice a difference when they maybe cut out caffeine. From their diet as well and we can't directly get serotonin from food but we can get that tryptophan that's that amino acid that's converted to serotonin in the brain so tryptophan it's 
primarily found in high protein foods like eggs, maybe cheese, nuts, turkey, salmon, tofu, pineapple. Also probiotics. Remember we talked about that when I spoke about the gut bacteria a while back. They're starting to see that the probiotics play a role in our mental health. And just as a disclaimer here, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving medical advice. (laughs) So always speak to your doctor. But anyway, another tactic is to get your heart rate up with exercise. Do some biking. Take a brisk walk. Jog. Do some light hiking. Go swimming. Put that music on and do some indoor dancing if you need to. (laughs) Or go dance outside if you're brave. Get that vitamin D in from the sunshine. Try and get outside for at least 15 minutes every day to soak up some of that sunshine. It really helps. Give and receive affection. And if you're one of those people in the loner group, (laughs) you know, just be affectionate towards yourself. Wrap your arms around you and hug yourself. You also want to make sure you're getting the proper sleep. It's important. Seven to eight hours is the best. Go get a massage. I'm about to do this myself by a massage therapist. Or if you have a partner, you can have a massage party and swap massages. (laughs) There's talk therapy always. You know, as I always say, it's important to get the help you need by seeking out someone who maybe you can connect with and open up to about some of the issues that may be creating this, this blockage in your life. Music therapy seems to reduce depressive symptoms and anxiety, and it helps improve functioning as well. So there you go. You should really take me up on the music and dance. (laughs) All right, kiddos. I think I am done. Wow, this one took me a lot this week and it was like such a, there wasn't a whole lot of meat to this podcast at all. I don't know. It's just kind of feels like it's very all over the place and kind of the same messages over and over, but it is what it is. It's done and I was happy to be here. I hope I have a clearer mind next week. And if you ever have any questions or suggestions, feel free to reach out to me at late night talks with Amy Joe at gmail.com. So I hope that you have yourself a wonderful week filled with many blessings. Okay, guys, take care. Thanks for listening. <laughs>